You are listening to the Teaching Little Brains podcast with Sarah Nickaruk, episode four. Hello, teacher brains. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very grateful that you're here today. In this episode, we're going to talk about gratitude. I'll share with you some really interesting facts that I've learned about how gratitude benefits our physical and mental health, as well as our emotions, and how it actually rewires your brain, like on a molecular level, as well as increases your energy frequency and even regulates your body's internal systems. And then how we can incorporate some daily gratitude practices into our own lives and our teaching to foster an attitude of gratitude in our students and ourselves, of course. Simply put, gratitude is a deep level of appreciation for something or someone who is important, valuable, or meaningful to you. Speaking of gratitude, I'd really love and appreciate your taking a second to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Plus, that way you won't miss new any episodes because they'll come to you instead of you having to search for them. It's a win-win. Thank you so much. I am very grateful that you're here. So let's dive in. Let me begin by switching your brain into high gear by asking, what are you grateful for? As you even thought about what you're grateful for, if you were able to feel the gratitude while you did so, you just treated your brain to all kinds of exciting and beneficial effects. In episode two, I mentioned dopamine, one of the feel-good chemicals released in the brain during celebration. And if you think about it, in a way, gratitude is a kind of celebration. It's a celebration of thanks for a person, thing, or event that means something to you. Dopamine is fired when you feel grateful. It's the chemical responsible for driving our lives. In fact, when dopamine was blocked in the brains of rats, they were shown to completely lose all drive to perform, to seek food or water, and even live. Crazy, right? Dopamine is like a natural high for your brain. Your brain loves that feeling and craves more of it. So you therefore feel motivated to get another hit by practicing gratitude again and again. And you feel more inclined to do good for others and give thanks to those around you. Grateful people are more likely to perform acts of kindness, which just serves to amplify the benefits. Gratitude also helps regulate your bodily functions. Have you ever heard of your hypothalamus? No, neither had I. Actually, I think it's hypothalamus, but it's a very important part of your brain that regulates many of your bodily functions, including your metabolism, sleep, appetite, temperature, and growth. Forbes magazine in 2012 shared a study conducted at Harvard that revealed that when we feel grateful, our hypothalamus is activated, improving the functions all listed above, and more. There was another study conducted at UCLA that found the molecular structure of your brain is changed by the regular expression of gratitude. It keeps our gray matter functioning and keeps us happier and healthier. And what do I mean by healthier? Well, it turns out that grateful people report fewer aches and pains, are more likely to take care of their health, exercise more often, and get more regular checkups at their doctors, all of which can contribute to longevity. Writing in a gratitude journal for just a few minutes a day has even been shown to reduce blood pressure by 10%. That's like free healthcare. And it's not just your physical health that benefits from gratitude, but get this, 
There are studies confirming that gratitude ups happiness and reduces depression. That's because you cannot physically experience feelings of anxiety, stress, or depression simultaneously with gratitude. The chemicals that fire when you feel depressed or anxious cannot fire in the brain at the same time as dopamine. Dopamine is like the antidote to anger, fear, or anxiety. So it's not happy people who are grateful. It's grateful people who are happy. And they sleep better too. Increased quality of sleep, decreased time it takes to fall asleep, and longer durations of sleep have all been proven in multiple studies to be the benefits, again, simply through 15 minutes of writing in a gratitude journal. And if that weren't enough, gratitude has been found to reduce stress and amazingly plays a major role in the overcoming trauma. Individuals who are grateful recover faster from trauma than those who aren't. In 2006, there was a study published that concluded that Vietnam War veterans with higher levels of gratitude experienced lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD. One of the biggest things we wish for the little brains in our class or homes or both is self-esteem. Don't we want our kids to be self-assured, to be confident in themselves and their abilities? I know that you do. One of the major contributors to low self-esteem and self-doubt is comparison, especially with the prevalence of social media and cyberbullying. We want to help those little brains understand that comparison is the thief of joy and gratitude reduces social comparison. Grateful people understand that celebrating others' accomplishments does not take away from their own. They don't feel jealous or resentful toward people who have more than they do or appear to have more than they do because let's be honest, what people post on social media can be a bit, well, misleading or totally false. But grateful people are able to appreciate what they have and their accomplishments along with those of others. As Taylor Swift says, we all got crowns. And here's even more. I know many of us, myself included, are looking for ways to foster empathy in our classrooms. You create role plays, do read-alouds, community circles, show videos. Well, it turns out that people who practice gratitude behave in a more pro-social manner, even when others are not acting kind. A 2012 study by the University of Kentucky revealed that grateful people experienced more sensitivity and empathy toward other people and were less inclined to retaliate against others even when faced with negative feedback. Gratitude cultivates resilience or grit. And isn't that we all, what we all want for our students? I know you do. For them to persevere, to not give up when things get a bit or a lot hard or people disagree or even challenge them, practicing gratitude is key in fostering resilience. There's a quote from Zig Ziglar that says, gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. The more you express gratitude for what you have, the more likelihood you will have more to express gratitude for. This is not just a nice notion, it's brain science. Recently, scientists have discovered something called the Reticular Activating System, or RAS. It's sort of your brain's bodyguard. It's part of your brain located at the base, about the size of your pinky finger, that filters the data around you. We are inundated with up to 2 million bits of data at a time. Our brains can only process so much at once. 
So it hires the bouncer, Raz, R-A-S, to only let in things that it believes are important. As adults, we have the advantage of a fully developed prefrontal cortex, which allows us to consciously think about our choices and foresee and evaluate the possible outcomes. But the little brains in front of us do not yet have this benefit. They are essentially walking subconsciouses, <laughs> absorbing everything they see and hear as truths. And if you've been paying attention to our previous episodes, you are well aware of how our brain decides what is important and worth holding on to. That's right. We tell it by what we focus on most. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Your brain is like the dream student you always wish you had. It listens to everything you tell it, and what you tell it over and over, it automates as a belief, which drives your actions to get your results. So Zig Ziglar knew what he was talking about, and so do many others. The more you focus on gratitude, the more you will find evidence of things to be grateful for. The stronger your belief that there are so many things to be grateful for, the more things will come into your life to be grateful for. So set your RAS to look for the positives, the things to feel gratitude about. Training your brain to be grateful for the little things in life helps you experience joy on a regular basis. So where can we start? Here are a few things that you can easily fit into your life and classroom practice to align your brain with an attitude of gratitude. Number one, keep a daily gratitude journal. Three things in the morning and three things in the evening. It takes about two to five minutes, but can make a drastic improvement in your mindset, your health, and your life. With your students, you could do this at entry into the classroom and at exit at the end of the day. Perhaps your students write three things they're grateful for when they enter the classroom, and as they close and as a close to the day. Again, writing is ideal, but for the non-writers, they could draw or simply verbally share with a partner or a group. You can also work up to three. Start with one or two for the young learners or the non-writers. Sharing these as a class is also a great way to spread gratitude and remind others what they can be grateful for. Number two, do a a gratitude dump or brainstorm. So you take a piece of paper in the middle of the page, you write thank you for, and then you just kind of record down things all around, whatever pops into your head. And if you don't know where to start, just look around you and write down all the things you have that money can't buy. Start with fresh air to breathe, water in the taps, food for lunch. If you're still stuck, be grateful for your subconscious. So even if some of what it has automated doesn't serve you it's still working to keep you safe all day long and to have to save you from making those mundane decisions like how to brush your teeth how to get put your feet on the floor from your bed all those things are automated by your subconscious so be thankful for it and when you notice a limiting thought pop into your head you can practice saying Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate you keeping me safe. I'm going to let go of that though and move on. You could be grateful for gratitude because as we just learned, it does wonderful things for your body and your brain. So say thank you for gratitude. Number three, instead of or along with a journal, you could keep a gratitude jar. Write down gratitudes on paper and put them in the jar. An added bonus is that when you're feeling low or 
just you know unmotivated or uninspired you just reach into the bowl and read slash feel what you have to be grateful for bringing yourself back to a state of gratitude especially in the moments when things seem bleak and dark will fire dopamine and pull you out of a potential negative spiral number four write a note to someone to tell them why you appreciate them or better yet call them or tell them in person Uh, I used to have a class who needed a bit of community building and so I made an appreciation wall on one of my bulletin boards these were grade ones I had all their names up on cards on the bulletin board and after recess we would take a few minutes to share a reason why I appreciated someone in the class and I would let them put a sticker on that person's card who they appreciated that day was it a perfect system no but it did two things that I did like Number one, it made the kids more aware and think about reasons to be grateful for the people around them. And two, it inspired people to do more acts of kindness because they knew it was appreciated. Jim Quick said, feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. I also know that some classes subscribe to the bucket filling practices and I've been thinking about that and like the appreciation wall that I had there are things I do like about it and I see the attempts I just realized the downside is that the language of so-and-so tipped my bucket when they did this because it made me feel this is that it puts the person in the victim mindset so someone else's actions made me feel something and we know a that's not true only your own thoughts can create your feelings so that could be confusing for them if we're teaching them that part because it's contradictory and b it gives away the power to another person because you're saying that they can make you feel a certain way which again well it steals their power but it's also again untrue so it's just something i've been thinking about and wanted to pass on as always i'm not trying to tell you what to do by any means i'm just sharing my opinion and learning and reflections Number five, another easy and effective practice could be during community circle. Everyone could share something they're grateful for. That could be the prompt for the day. Number six, also you can look in the mirror and say out loud something you're grateful for about yourself. Put a mirror up in your classroom even, and maybe as students enter the room, they look in the mirror and they say something to themselves that they are grateful for about themselves. This has the added bonus of increasing self-worth and self-esteem. Number seven, uh, and here's one for you, teacher brains. Write something you are grateful for and set it as your lock screen on your phone. So there was this um, screen lock app tested in 2017 that showed that people unlocked their phones on average of 110 times a day. That's 110 reminders of what you have to be grateful for. You can also do this with a photo or collection of photos, and many of us already have you know, your spouse or your kids there, but this is a great hack to really tap into gratitude and up your vibration, which we know is the highest frequency emotion and the healthiest of all human emotions. In your classroom, that might look like posters or screensaver. So when your little brains enter your classroom, they see an image or images or words around the room right away. And better yet, use the words that they've written themselves as your shared gratitudes. The greatest part is that practicing gratitude is absolutely free. 
and the side effects are only positive. If you're looking for some resources, I have linked in the show notes to some free prompts and journal sheets on Teachers Pay Teachers. There are also paid ones, but it's a good place to start and support your fellow teacher brains. And a quick Google search will land you some great resources as well. So I ask again, what are you grateful for? And how will you incorporate a practice of gratitude into your life and or your classroom? I'll leave you with a story that has been told in many different versions over the years, but has the same message. It's about twin siblings. And let's go with our friends Hug and Gug, for the sake of it, for this one from episode three. As we recall, these sisters couldn't be more opposite. Hug was a positive and cheery girl who always looked on the bright side of life. Her sister Gug, on the other hand, was all doom and gloom. Every ever the pessimist, she would only focus on the dark lining around the silver cloud. So on their birthday one year, just to see what they would do, the girl's parents feel, filled Gug's room with all the latest shiny new gadgets and toys, floor to ceiling, wall to wall. Hug's room was filled with horse manure. <laughs> As their father walked by Gug's room that morning, he heard crying and grumbling. What's the matter? He asked. Aren't you happy with all your new toys? Are you kidding, grumbled Gug? Do you know how long it's going to take me to figure out how to use all these things? My friends are going to want to play with them. They'll probably get broken, and I don't have enough batteries for half of them. He then heard laughing coming from Hug's room. He peeked in. She was covered in manure as she danced all around, smiling giddily. Whoa, said her father. That's a lot of poop. What are you so happy about? Are you kidding? exclaimed Hug. With this, all this manure, there's bound to be a pony around here somewhere. I just have to find him. I think you know what's coming next. Nothing is positive. Nothing is negative. It's our thinking that makes it so. Our thoughts create our feelings, which drive our actions to get our results. So choose what you want to feel grateful for. Choose to think thoughts that create that feeling. When you feel grateful, you will act more kindly, with more empathy and compassion, better manners, which can result in new friendships, more opportunities, and a deeper level of connection with others, not to mention all the mental, physical health benefits we've learned here. Thanks again for joining me today on the Teaching Little Brains podcast. I sure am grateful you're here. I am your host, Sarah Nickarak. I appreciate your taking the time to listen to this podcast today. Remember to subscribe so you don't have to seek out new episodes. They will come to you each week. I hope you have a wonderful week practicing an attitude of gratitude. Bye for now.